welcome to the weekly checkout, where anything and everything is talked about so we don't have to pay for therapy. You guys, this is the 10th episode, which, to be honest, is a milestone I never figured we would reach. Woo! Go me for keeping up with all these edits. <laughs> Enjoy the guys being their usual crazy selves. Welcome to your weekly checkout with your host, Legith, and... Vinny. Yeah, I stopped at your name. This was a plot twist. I wasn't expecting to stop at your name there. But hey, we it's are... Good. We're actually at uh, a landmark here. It's episode 10. This is the one we're recording. My god, yes. That's actually a big landmark for us, given yeah. uh, how often we... Um, go through with our plans that that is very very true but on the bright side is i have i have yet to upload episode six but since we're recording on a sunday which is upload day i'm uploading it out right after this one but 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 in a, in a plot of shocking things that uh, in a english i can speak i swear what i was gonna say is um I'm having internet issues quite a bit right now, which is kind of frustrating. And the internet issue that I'm having is my the the internet that we pay for is not what I get on my computer, and I want to know if it's the bottleneck is a computer or like the connection I use to get to internet to my computer. But anyway, uh, let's yeah, start. Yeah, that off. is annoying. Yeah, let's start off with how have you been? So this week has been uh, very solid. Uh, if people heard last week's episode, I had just moved in to a new apartment. And now I've actually moved in as in unpacked things. Still not completely unpacked, but I'm no longer sleeping with my mattress on the floor. I have a desk I can work off of. I don't need to work like, you know, on the mattress. And I have two pans and that's twi- like two more pans than I had last week. So. Things are looking up. Progress. (laughs) Yes. Solidly progress. Which, uh, for the listeners, by the time you're listening to this, it's already going to be four weeks uh, in the past. Because through through sheer unintentional... No, what is it? The word's not unintentionality. Okay, just sheer, like, luck. We ended up having a four-episode buffer zone. And we kind of set ourselves in a situation where we have to release the ones before this to it making sense for you guys. So you'll be hearing this episode four weeks from now, which will put us in like, what, November? No, October. You guys are from the future. Yeah. So let us know how the month of September ended up. Like, is there any big major controversy that's happening? As you can tell, it is no longer September or October. Or November, or even December. It is freaking January. Uh, Better uh, forgot to inform me that they were recording more episodes and then proceeded to tell me uh, in my last month of college while I was trying to graduate, like, hey, we recorded like, I don't know, five new episodes. Can you like edit those and like get them out for us? And I'm like, say what now? Say what? He's like, yeah, is that too much? I'm like, no. It's not like I'm trying to graduate. 
so obviously I said no and finished college. But we are here now, uh, trying to get back into the swing of things. So for a while, you will hear them mention it be much later dates. Uh, so this this should be interesting. Um, you're welcome, Legith. Uh, I don't know how you guys sit here and listen to them. I barely can do it. Um, but welcome back. Uh, let us get back to the regular scheduled program, even though we all know you're here for me. Because why wouldn't you be? Uh, Freaking November? What the hell? Anyway, so let's just move on to, like, let's just, let's just hit the road attacking on this one, right? Do you have any crippling addition this week? Yeah, so the one thing I wanted to talk about, as you guys might know, I really like watching Star Trek. And I'm slowly going through all the shows, right? I've watched the original series, then I watched uh, The Next Generation, which is chronologically like how they work, they came out. I'm currently watching uh, Deep Space Nine, which is uh, takes place around the same time as The Next Generation, but it's like completely different cast. Instead of being on a ship, which is what they usually do in Star Trek, right? You explore uh, new worlds and new places with the people on the ship. Here, they're in a space station, which changes the dynamics, and I'm liking it. It's a lot more political, more like drama than the other ones. The tone is a little bit darker. And I actually wanted to talk about the episode I watched this week, which I, to talk about why I liked it, I would have to give spoilers. So uh, this is a spoiler warning for uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, season two, episode 14, Whispers. Uh, I'll probably only talk very briefly about this. So. Uh, if you don't want to listen to a spoiler because you're currently watching Star Trek, we, I would just recommend skipping uh, a couple seconds into the future. Hopefully, dads will come in and seconds. tell you. Yeah, hopefully, dads will come in and tell you how much you need to skip. But I'd say like maybe skip a minute or two. See, I would bump in and say how far you need to skip ahead, but I kind of zoned out for one. Two, I don't really know who would be watching Star Trek when you can easily watch Encanto instead. And three, Legis keeps bumping his mic, and it's pissing me off. So, no. Stop bumping your mic, or I will murder you. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short. So, bro, I was watching this episode, uh, and the way it starts, just to, like, set the scene for you guys, um, one of the characters is on a ship running away from the station, and he talks about how, like, everything has been crazy, everyone's acting weird, uh, and he's recording a log in case something happens to him so that someone will be able to know that, like, what was happening at the station. And then it already starts with you being like, hmm, then, like, something or someone take everyone's mind over like what is happening right so uh and we the the episode functions as like a flashback where this person is narrating what happened that led to him being on the ship running away from the station so far it makes sense yep it does okay so uh we follow his day and he starts seeing that everyone's acting weird they're trying to keep him out of like security files and he's uh, the chief of security, so he is like he should have access to these things. 
they're, it looks like they're literally all conspiring against him. And he's like, there are peace talks soon. And there's two like different planets that will come here to stop the war that they're having. Actually, I think they're in the same planet, but two different species. Like, we need to figure out what's going on. What if they're going to have like a terrorist attack or something here? And they've like taken over other people uh, somehow, right? Because, uh, you know, in Star Trek, mind control has happened before, like parasites, people were replaced with cyborgs, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, everyone turns against him and they're like, we don't want to hurt you. You just can't do anything. you got to stay there. Like, we want just to run away. Um, and towards the end, he indeed finds everyone from the, the show, like from the station, conspiring with one of the rebel groups from uh, the planet that was going to do the peace talks. And then I'm like, oh my god, like what's going to happen now? How is this going to resolve itself? You know, there's only like five minutes left in the show. How are they going to basically get things back to status quo, right? Because that's what was the expected. This is where the plot twist came in that I was surprised about. So it turned out uh, everyone was fine. Like there was no mind control. There was no nothing. They were conspiring with the rebels. Yes. The person we had been following the whole episode was actually a uh, like c cyborg or android, like a robot created by the terrorists to infiltrate the station. But they had created him so close to like perfection that the whole time he thought and acted as if he was the real chief of security to the point where he ended up dying in the end, thinking he was trying to save the station. And that's when we find out that he was a robot. Oh, so kind of like an unreliable narrator. Yeah, bro. I was like, that's not the twist I was expecting. I thought there would be, you know, oh, someone's mind controlling everyone else. Not like, yeah. They so, literally and it was really sad. Him. Yeah, because he thought he was the real person. So he literally died being like, uh, tell my wife I love her. And then that was like his last words, which he was telling to the real chief because they met right when he died. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's sad. Tragedy, man. Yeah, and and why uh, everyone from the station was acting weird and hadn't just like you know, put him in jail or something. Station couldn't tell who was the real one, who was the fake one. Ah. So they just had to keep him off from everything that's like the security servers and stuff, until they figured out. Which is, you know, wild. That, that but, is wild. Okay. Yeah, that, that was Damn. It story well written there <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty cool and, you know it speaking what's your crippling addiction well i just want to make a comment it's like you know some you appreciate these yeah. plot twists because uh you know i feel like a lot of lot a lot of the new newer newer age stuff right they try to have a plot twist for the sake of having a plot twist like it makes no sense or like if like okay i can see it but like now it comes to a point where like i can already expect a plot twist towards the end and like when that feeling of it get pulled under you it's just amazing i love that feeling so much but anyway moving on to my crippling addiction of the yeah same right? and oh go ahead let's go okay so my crippling addiction oh i said this has happened the plot twist uh-huh yes <laughs> it's fine 
okay, I was I, gonna say it happened a couple times in Star Trek. Yeah, it's good storytelling writing, and it's amazing. We're good. Which, ironically enough, uh, I've I've been more into character writing than overall overall story writing as of now because the sh- the show I'm gonna talk about, which again. You know, I just finished off watching what is it, uh, Shira, Princess of Power, which is another cartoon that I strongly recommend. Especially because it's, it's a lot of representation. I mean, the story is okay because they're working with the materials from the He-Man universe, which is pretty simple. But the things that they managed to tackle with character growth was amazing. Like, it came to a point where I was like, I wanted a side story about one of the side characters who. Well, the character is a, the, the again the character is a side character, but it's that character is extremely critical to the plot of the overall story. But I wanted to know I wanted an, a story about this because uh, her entire life is straight up tragic. Like she, the can I spo- I guess I can spoil this or should I not? Because it just came out. Another spoiler warning then. <laughs> yeah, it just came out recently. So let's put a spoiler warning for Shira, the Princess of Power here. Uh, I'll be quick, so probably like 30 seconds or less. Uh, this character is called Mira, and it is the the person before the main character who held power, right? Uh, she had to... Okay. She basically sacrificed her life, right? But in sacrificing her life, because she felt like she never had a choice in everything that she did. She was forced to be this thing to protect like she never made her own choice everything was predetermined for her herself so she wanted to break the cycle and her literal goal was to uh you know quote unquote end her role but she had to have fail safes in place and like one of the last times you see her on, on screen is she has a recording where she just straight up says if you're seeing this that means i've failed because you seeing this recording means that you have inherited my title. Ooh. And like, for me, the, I was like, this is really good character because when you you learn more about this character, this character did not live her life in complete and utter sadness. They were, they were courageous and pr- happy in the moment and in everything, but they, they knew at the end of their life that they failed. Like, it's not a happy ending for them. Damn, that's that's rough. So, yeah, that's pretty rush. But that's not my crippling addiction. My crippling addiction is uh, Tech Glitch, which is another kid's show that I was just scrolling through Netflix. I saw it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll watch it, right? For the heck of it. Uh, surprisingly good! I was shocked at the animation, because the animation was decent. It's very colorful. There's a lot of colors, and it's basically, uh, to summarize it, it's... Uh, it's ki- video game glitches appear in real life, so you need someone to fight the video game glitches. So it's an interesting concept. I, I mean, the overall story is okay, but what made me want to watch this show is the voice acting and the characters. Again, they did such a good job, because you know how like, 90% of the... St- I mean, again, it, I'm coming from a very, like, anime slash manga background where you have the stereotypical ma- main character and the supporting uh, cast, even he is what it, what it could be his rival who pushes him to go further or his best friend and all of those things, right? This is a situation where yes. the, the two characters are so equal, 
right? That you can see they bounce off each other and in no conflicting terms. And like they both propel each other to new heights. And I, I will probably be better at explaining this the more I watch it because I want to actually think about this one. Because uh, the other key thing is my first impression, because again, I'm on episode five. I haven't watched that much of it because uh, I started like three days ago. But one of the Wait, what is it called? Uh, Tech Glitch. Oh, okay. It's a kid's show, yeah. I mean, I would not... I mean, technically, there's a kid's show, maybe. I don't know what word to classify it as. Uh, but the key thing about it that made me kind of... Impressed me was that it felt like the female lead was what they would stereotypically write the male lead as. So it was a reversal in a, in a sense, right? And I don't know. I, I will keep watching more of it and I'll come back to it on our next uh, recording next week to let you know what my actual conclusions are of it. Just right now, I've never... I Well, it's not never. This is one of the few shows that I've watched that makes me like, oh man, this is just pure... Un, like a 20, 35 minute episode of like pure fun and energy like i feel refreshed after watching it so yeah that's that's my crippling addiction of the week and also would kind of eke into weekly find that's nice that's nice so yeah with that it's a perfect transition into the weekly find do you have don't we do segment x before technically we do well but the reason why I'm saying it's a perfect transition because, like, it is also part of my weekly find. Okay, you can do your part then. I, um, because I have something for segment X that's not related to my weekly find. We can do weekly find first. Okay. Let's so, go. my second weekly find was uh, I was on Twitter, Vinny, for the week this week, right? I normally don't interact much in Twitter, which I plan to change because I want to tweet out our po- episodes. Like, again stories down the line but i want to actually tweet out like extracts of what we say as jokes Ooh, let's see yeah so but I, check I'm, out out of context you yeah know? check out yeah see see <laughs> like things like that but you know also i'm writing that down because it's actually really really good check out out of context damn <laughs> anyway so i was on twitter and you want to know what was the biggest hottest news on twitter this week I mean, Twitter is always a dumpster fire, so surprise me. Ah, uh, Nicki Minaj, cousin's friend, <laughs> had the vaccine shot, and now he's in, 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 open, in open, impotent. Impotent? Yeah, impotent. Impotent. And his, uh, his fiance broke off the wedding with him, which I'll let you break this down because I, was, I read this Twitter and I was like what so um, I think that seems like to me someone from the outside seemed like a bit of a shallow relationship if they're breaking off the wedding because of that uh, so you know obviously it's on Twitter so everyone's an armchair uh, analysis and an expert right uh, you want to know what the, what a lot of the responses was, uh, was saying what Man cheated and got an STD and wants to blame COVID for it. 
because one of the symptoms wow that's wild that's yeah, crazy yeah because one of the symptoms according to again i didn't really look this up because i was like solidly like i don't care but uh, according to twitter experts take that with however you want it uh one of the symptoms of one of the stds i think it was gonorrhea gonorrhea is swollen balls so they were like maybe this man probably did cheat and they were assuming things like that but what are your thoughts on it wow um my thoughts are that people don't have a lot of things to think about if they're talking about this too like i feel like there's a lot more important news out there that people should be looking at but i get it it's the whole you know vax versus anti-vax people see um, the, the reason why where this, you know yeah the reason why this came like straight up i've i what i see what i my opinions on this is that what Nicki Minaj tweeted is dangerous and like if you have like it's going to move on to a bigger conversation if you are a person of influence and you have a big following are you responsible for the things you say and if people act upon this for example if people start using this as justification right and people lose their lives over this is Nicki Minaj responsible for this? Because probably took like less than 15 minutes for them to tweet it out, but it has real life consequences. So, you know, to which extent are influences responsible for whatever they say? That's a question that I think we're going to have to answer, which I genuinely have not... I've been on both sides of the fence, you know? I've been on the side where I had people that I followed that I defended because I was like no like you know clearly they were joking it was satire and you like you can't take this seriously but at the same time I've been on the other side of the fence of like with the Nicki Minaj situation where I'm like yeah you shouldn't tweet something like this because it's just uh woefully dangerous yeah well I think that um people that have a certain influence hence, you know, famous people or influencers should um, take into consideration the impact they have over other people in what they say, right? Uh, but at the same time, we can't have these people not, like, being themselves or, like, not, um, or, like, self-censoring just to appease their audience, right? Because there's obviously Possibility on each person that takes whatever Nicki Minaj says as the the word of God. You know what I mean. So I stand on a, a place where I feel like the celebrities should feel uh, that what they say has more weight, right? But the other people should also uh, be in a position not to take whatever any celebrity says to heart. You know, like if both. Ideally, both could do critical thinking, you know, and not have this much of a problem. But yeah, that's being idealistic. Yeah, because this transition to another person who's been, you know, pretty vocal about the whole COVID situation, Joe Rogan. And yeah. Yeah, and he's caught COVID and like, you know, he has had access to 
medicine and treatment that is not available to an average person or, or you know, person on the street who get, who does get COVID. So, and like, what is it during the entire time before that he was saying that COVID is just like, you know, a cough or like a fever or whatever. So... I don't know how to feel about this whole situation. I mean, we we live in a gener in, we live in a an era of influences being everywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if the listener, if you have any like hard feelings and uh, opinions on this, do reach out because I don't. I've I just I see an issue. I don't know any solution. Again, I feel like we have that thing where if we know for a fact that a bunch of people are just not going to think for themselves and do whatever a celebrity says, then, I mean, one, that's not good, right? But two, should we even then try to control what the celebrity is saying so that those people won't do dumb stuff? You get what I mean? Like... It's very hard to say that the celebrity is 100% responsible for what the people hearing them do. You get what I mean? It's one of those things. Would you jump off a cliff because someone else told you to? You know, like... And if you do, is it their fault? Well, it depends, right? Uh, I mean, again, you know, they say life is not a popularity contest. But let's be real. If you're leading that popularity contest, life gets a lot easier for you. I mean, again, uh, there's news that came out, I think, either today or yesterday that... Ma- Manny Pacquiao is that his name? The boxer. Yeah, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he is running for. He's potentially going to run to be uh, president of the Philippines. And when you go into the space of public office, all of the stuff that you've said in the past just comes up. And he I mean, said yeah. he said some uh, very homophobic things. That's me being very generous and nice to him, by the way. I mean, yeah, but um, not to defend him or anything. But I, like, I feel like he would still say those things today. I don't think that, like, I don't think it really changed. I I don't know if that makes it, I think that makes it worse. Because, you know, I'm all for people having growth and change, but... Anyway, let's move on to your weekly find, because my weekly find yeah, was uh, influences kind of suck. No, because just to finish off, the thing that I meant is that, like, at least I don't feel like they're unfairly bringing these things up about him. Because I don't think he has changed that much on his views about this issue. So uh, at least that is a positive, I guess. And, like, how many people will vote on him because of these views? you got to think about that, too. Well, also, he's widely popular because of his boxing career and uh you know he's made philippines of something of a keep he portrayed philippines in a good light on the national stage especially with boxing i mean yeah so he's going to be very very popular and he's done like charitable causes and stuff like that but he also has some questionable views but hey that's for the philippine people to decide what they want it's their country and their future yeah I feel like that is a good note to end on. So my weekly find, um, I'll go quickly because I I have something for segment X as well. So I've been reading um, Justice League of America by Grant Morrison. And Grant Morrison is a writer that I like, uh, like a comic book writer. 
he he does get very meta in his stuff uh, and philosophical. Sometimes to a point where no one understands the thing he's doing, um, like seriously. Um, but this, the Justice League of America is like fun. He tries to bring in so many characters that were not in Justice League and use them in like interesting ways. It really feels like it's the, to me, it's like the best Justice League book I've read. You know, you feel like it's a worldwide thing, everyone collaborating, everyone has their own place. And uh, yeah, I just finished his run yesterday. It was pretty nice. So that's my weekly find for you. So on a scale of was zero to ten, zero being, um, I'm trying to think of a bad comic that I read. Why the Last Man, which is also getting a movie adaptation or a series? It, it's a series. Yeah, a series on Fox. Yeah, I or FX. I want to. I'm probably gonna watch the first episode and see how they do it. But like, I have some genuine distaste for that main character. Thing but, is, the main character is meant to be a bad person. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, going on my scale, so of me purely and utterly despising why the last man uh and being zero and 10 being uh what's a good comic book one that i've read watchmen i I haven't finished watchmen wow i have not finished a watchmen actually uh there was this i was gonna go with uh the do do manga skills it's easier manga oh god yeah from from what's the trashiest manga you've read let me just uh, open up a whole bag of stuff here. Just give uh, me one. Give me one. The trashest one that we've both read. That's triple A. Okay, let me just pull triple up. Triple A. Let me pull up my list that we have on the thing. By the way, I've been updating it pretty same, regularly, same. actually. Uh, I do it on my phone. I do it on the website. For some reason, I really like the website. It's like a very well-designed website, by the way. It is. Same with the app. I changed my background. It's uh, a Pokemon background now on the app. Something that we've both read that's extremely bad. Okay, so my lowest ra- uh, rated uh, manga is uh, I Belong to the House of Cas- Casilio, but it's more Korean manga. I mean, that that's fine. Okay. It's mangua then. Mangua, yeah. yeah. So, mangua. to give you context on why I consider it terrible... Uh, Basically, it involves. It involves. Huh? I don't know if we need this whole tangent. I just needed to rate this. <laughs> like yeah. for real. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I don't. Ha- I don't have any bad ones. Bad ones. So. Okay. okay. I dislike fairy tale. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was gonna go with bleach actually. <laughs> bleach is better than fairy tale. Okay, sure. So let's if we sure. put fairy tale at a zero, just for I don't think fairy tale is a zero by the way, mm-hmm. just for for argument's sake. Bleach at like a five. Okay. And I what's a ten it. for you? Ooh, what's a ten? Uh, assassination <laughs> classroom. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. I was gonna go with like a big like Naruto One Piece. The reason I, I the reason why I didn't count One Piece is it's still ongoing, you know. Okay. Uh, the re- the reason why I don't consider Naruto a ten is like it's it most has like plot like, holes the size of China. Yeah, it's like an eight and a half. Let's be real, you know. It's a nine in my heart. Yeah. So I was like, Assassination Classroom. They clearly the author started it and had a goal in mind. You know, one year, done. 
So, okay. Sasha Claus would be a Ted. Okay, so I think the JLA run by Grant Morrison would be like a solid like 8.5 then. Oh, really so it's like a Naruto it. level of the... I mean, I like Naruto better, but because Naruto's 9. Yeah, so it's... It can a, be an 8 then. It yeah. is very good. So, okay, so that's a, that's a very good... Uh, yeah, because like, if, if you want to just have fun reading something... You go there. You want to see all the characters you could ever like from DC Comics. You go there. Uh, if you want to see some, like, uh, like story arcs that get uh, crazy but in a good way, you go there. So. And I, I have noticed this theme with Marvel and DC of them actually using uh, characters... That were they made it made it they made them back in like the forties and fifties with ludicrous concept, but making them fun and exciting. I mean, the one of the DC animated uh, animated series, the Harley Quinn series, has like Calendar Man in it. Yeah. Like him being funny and exciting, so that's pretty cool. Okay, can we move on to segment X? Because I do want to hear uh, your your answer to this uh, question I'm gonna ask. Go ahead. It's all yours. So, um, I've recently finished the series Dark on Netflix. It's a very good show. Um, I'm not going to be giving any spoilers, but you, even in the trailer you can see this. It's a show that deals with time travel, right? And um, as such, some we see different versions of the same character in different times. Because it's a time travel show. Which, to me, uh, throughout the show, made me think about uh, this one little question, right? If who you are as a person is continually changing, right? From you from the past fading into you to the f like from the future, what part of you is the one that sticks around making you you, given that not only our opinions and personality might change over time, but literally the atoms making up our body changes over time. Now, see, I had a simple answer. Easy question, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a very loaded question. I had a, a simple answer if you didn't mention time travel. The simple answer is saying the present me is the most me, right? But when well, we... then they'll find the present for me. Yeah, see, that's the issue, is that if you, once you start defining what the present means, like, I was going to say, like, the very moment, me of the right now, of, like, you know, like, the date it is right now, the time it being 6.30, that's the most me there is right now. But as you said, when you're looking in, in a scale of a timeline and things like that, future me and past me can both have the same valid say to it. Exactly. So, what makes like, me me? <laughs> and another thing, if you met yourself from the past, how far back would you have to go to consider your past self a whole different person? If you looked from like a third point of view. You know, that's also interesting. Yeah, and, uh, okay, like, I mean, okay, there should be a biological response to this, too. At what point is your body physically different? Like, every, like, atoms is different, you know? Thing is, um, I know, I think it's for, like, skin. It's something like every seven years, we completely change our skin. Um, 
So if it's seven years, so like let's if let's just put this theoretical, like we're not we're not without like the proper numbers here. Let's say seven years for your skin and all your um, tissues and everything to have fully replaced themselves. Because I know I know the blood replaces uh, the red blood cells replace them a lot quicker. I, I just looked it up just to to be safe that I wasn't saying BS. So um, body cells largely replace themselves every seven to ten years. So most old cells die and are replaced by new cells in the meantime. So like, yeah, from head to toe, it takes 10 years for the cells to change. Yeah, so... They're always changing, though. So now, that that elim eliminates the physical, like, they, so like every 10 years, there's a new physical you. But that still doesn't change of the, you know, what is you? Like, the question we're trying to answer here is, what is you? And like... For me, it's not even what is you, as in like what makes me the thing that I think of myself as. Uh, it's more like, is there even a thing, is there even a continuous me? And should I hold on to it or not? Because like, I honestly feel like it's fine if I'm a completely different person from who I was when I was like seven, right? And it's not like the seven-year-old didn't impact who I am now. But if you were to compare, I feel like we're very different. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a key thing. Like, okay, if I if if you had a phone right now, and you could call, uh, ten years ago, your the the one in the past, ten years ago, you, so, twelve year old you at this point, right? Yes. If you could call twelve year old you, would you be I know speak? Would you be speaking to yourself, or would you be be speaking to a new person? Because I think I you'd be speaking to a new person. I, I know exactly what my 12-year-old self would ask me. Because I, when I was younger, I thought about what I would ask my future self if I could. Okay, so what is it? Okay, <laughs> it's three separate things. Because I literally thought about this when I was like, end of middle school. First, bro, tell me what's the ending of Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece, and is it good? Because that was like all I was thinking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing? is um like what did you actually end up doing as a job as or like even college right because i didn't know at the time i knew I, I had to do something so that would be the other question um and third would be i guess how life is going but that's general you know yeah so i don't know okay so for me i don't really remember uh so i'd have to, if i I, I'm imagining myself having this conversation right now, and I would, I would. Okay, here's the thing. I would know what the twelve-year-old likes, right? I know what he would like. I know what he is into, and I, I know, like, how he thinks and all of those things. But would I be able to relate to him? I don't think I can. That's true. That's true. And I don't think I and, like. I want just not relate to him, even though I know all his likes, all his behavior, and everything. And even sometimes, like, how he thinks. I still won't be able to know what he's going to ask me. Because my thought process is so radically different from 12-year-old me. Yeah, it's wild, right? And, this is the, and the reason why I said talk to past self is because if I said talk to 10 years in the future you, right? How would that work? Wait, I know what I would ask. First what, question. Go ahead. Well, it's the ending of One Piece. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, I mean, you know, because 
the things that I hold close to me right now, right? Like, like hobbies, shows, cartoons, animes, and all those things. 12-year-old me really didn't, hasn't really met those things yet. Maybe except Code Geass. Like, I'll give Code Geass maybe an exception. Okay, okay. But, like, anything apart from that is, like, where's the middle ground? So, as you know, for example, I'm very much into Life is Strange. That came out in 2015. So That's another interesting thing. How much, like, identity-wise, were you affected by your cultural encounters in between this time period? Yeah. Because, like, 12-year-old me had no Dark Souls. And Dark Souls... (laughs) Yeah. Affected how I see uh, games and some other things, obviously. But yeah. so, I don't know. I I don't know what I would even ask to ten year old self, future me. Right? I don't know what I would ask him. And then I want. I have another question. Is it even worth me asking him something? You right? mean the older one asking the younger one? Like. If I choose to, if do like, is is there any value for me to ask a question to ten year old, uh, to ten years from now? Because ten, oh, years, 10 from years from now, you mean? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure if twelve year old me had a question for me, I would kind of disregard his question. Be like, yeah, you don't know anything. Yeah, you'd be you, like, bro, just get ready, gear up. Yeah, just gear up, just get ready for life, you know. Uh, one twenty. Because la- oh, you should you should just. Be like, gear up, because life is strange. Then you leave. That's all you say. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. But can we come back to another question, which sure, sure. you asked was, what is you? Yeah. And how do you, re- like, what's your way of reconciling this? Because I say, like, we've already made a separation within the physical and, like, what you're... The consciousness. The consciousness. Yeah, we didn't talk about like consciousness or memory. Yeah. So, like, will I be able to live? Like, is there a future where I can disregard my meatly body, meatly body, my body? <laughs> I mean, are we talking like sci-fi, or are we talking like? Like, would you do it? Would you do it if you had the option to disregard your physical body? Um. See, I don't think so, cause. Being in a physical body is essential to defining how I think and do things, right? So it might be like a great enough change where I don't know if I would like that. You know okay, what I mean? What, what do you mean by it defines you? See, it, so like for me, my physical self, I don't think my physical self defines... Actually, no, that's a lie. That's a lie if I think about it. Because I was going to say, I don't what? think my physical self defines who I am as me. But that's straight up a lie because a lot of my uh, r- like encounters in real life have been some some stuff have been like happened to me based on my physical self, you know, whether it be um, I'm a guy or like you know I'm this age or this age, so that's not true. Yep. This is gonna be inconclusive. I feel like I mean to be fair, there's no real. I mean, everyone has to find their own answer, right? Yeah. So, what is, like, your closest thing that you have to an answer right now? To what I used to define myself? Yeah, to what is you, yeah. I mean... 
it would literally have to be dependent on everything, right? Because like, I'm not just my thoughts, right? I am, because my my thoughts also originate from the needs and wants I have from having a body, right? True. And then, uh, not the needs, but the wants have been shaped by all the experience I've had in my life. Right? Like, okay. I wouldn't want to buy Demon Souls in a PS5 if I hadn't played Dark Souls. So, it does feel cheap to say that, you know, I am the entirety of my experience, my thoughts, my body, my parents, everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But that does play a role into it. Um, but to me, I, I feel comfortable not having a single thing that's me in a box, but I couldn't, like, the only thing that's real is the change, I feel, right? We're always changing. Um, and even if nothing remains behind from original me, original me remains in the changed me, even if the parts of original me are depleted along the way. You got what I mean? That's beautiful It's like It's like an right? onion. <laughs> that's a beautiful description. I kind of want to quote that. It's it's confusing. I'm glad you like it because I was just I that was on the spot. Like I yeah. don't I don't know. I like thinking about these things. Because I see that I can clearly see some people defining themselves by other physical attributes. Like, you know, I'm uh the I'm sorry, the what popped into my head was like I'm an American, I'm a Christian, I'm a political party, blank, yeah, you yeah. know. Like I can see some people describing themselves with that physical attributes. I, and now I'm thinking about what I would describe myself as. I mean, I don't think... It comes on also what is your personal identity. It's like another question. The question is like, what's my personal identity? I Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of way smarter people than us probably working to solve these questions, mm-hmm. right? Both from like a philosophy side, psychology, sociology, everything. But it's the fun thing is that all these things are also as important to each of us as individuals, right? It's so cool. I, I, my cop-out answer would be, I think I would define myself based on my relationship to other people. Okay. That, I mean, I don't think that's that much of a cop-out. Because it's weird. Because you know how you said your you is in the change that happens all the time. And yeah, th- I think that's actually really amazing because you're finding you're finding yourself within yourself, whereas I'm finding myself within other people, which is problematic. I think sometimes. Thing is, it's not even. I mean, you might find it a a bit problematic, but I can recommend to you later, and we can talk about this in next week's episode. Uh, some sociologists that have talked about how in some degree we define ourselves by a relationship to others so i'll send you the readings later if you want yeah no do send me i'm gonna write this down in my notes for next week so we can definitely come back to it and maybe i'll have a little bit more input into it but yeah i am deeply unsatisfied with my answer which was i think i would base myself based on my relationship with other people then my goal as someone that got a uh Actually, I got a BS, not a BA in philosophy, because um, of the way my university works. <laughs> you got a BS, you bullshit. Yeah, I, I did got a bachelor's of science in philosophy. Yeah. I'm happy that you're at least thinking about things and not comfortable. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh. so... 
I'd also want to end uh, this segment with a quote from the Dark TV show, which is a quote that I liked. A man can do what he wills, but he cannot will what he wills. I don't get the last line. Um, even if we can do what we want, mm-hmm. it's not like we control what we want. Not really. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so can we really do what we want when we don't control the want? Even if we control the doing. But it's a whole thing. It, it relates <sighs> to the show. That's all. Uh, well, my my weekly find will put us back on, on track of more of a... This is legit ranting about something that annoys him. Let's go. After Nikki's Minaj's cousin's brother's sister's uh, friend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who do we have now? So, I actually just finished Life is Strange 3 True Colors. Well, the actual name is Life is Strange, Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, so I just re- I just finished it I think two days ago. Uh, so I have I actually have not looked at any reviews or any other people's experiences of it because I feel like I want to get my own perspective on things and let it settle a little bit. So that's good. I enjoy the characters, but I have an issue because I don't think that I enjoy the characters as much as if I didn't watch the trailer. Because they... Take. Yeah, because in the trailer, in the first minute, they say one line. One line, right? That one line basically spoiled the entire game. I have Damn. A, I, have a big, I have a big issue with whoever made that trailer because of that one line, when I started playing the game... I already had like, you know, walls built around my heart and emotions to being like, okay, this is gonna happen, right? At first, when I was playing episode one, right, I thought that, okay, this thing is probably like, it's probably just a catalyst to send things rolling, right? Which it was. It was a catalyst to make the whole game and story rolling. But the thing is, it was the catalyst, the, cl- the complication, the climax, and the resolution, you just spoiled the entire game. So I didn't connect. That's rough. I didn't connect to the characters as much as I would have if I didn't know this. Like, I felt like the impact of when the first, um, when the catalyst first happened, because basically it's like a big thing, right? I felt like that impact would have been, it was supposed to be like a tra- like a train running me over. But instead, because I was ready, I just stepped aside. So the train passed me and I felt the wind, but I nothing happened to me. I was just like, okay, cool. I was expecting this. Well, we're being we're being very uh, flowery with our language today. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I was gravely disappointed because it was a good game. The trailer ruined it for me. And the worst part is, I would have been completely fine not watching the trailer if I wasn't excited to play the game in the first place. So, yeah, I, I, I got a bit annoyed at that. The second thing, too, is the game felt short, right? And it definitely was. I think you can bang this game out in probably like six hours or less. But it's, uh, it's, it's not as long as the other games used to be. My thing with this, right, is I find it completely acceptable for it to be short because 
so my thought process about this was I actually had this while I was making my lunch today was I've noticed that game prices have been steady since 2000 they were always 60 bucks right yeah whereas the uh, the research and the R&D and the work put into games is getting a lot more so I felt like you know what this could potentially be worth actually $60. It's just that I've been, we've been conditioned to think that $60 is the price of a AAA game, so it has to always be $6. I felt, like, I definitely got my money back on the $60, so I don't know if I should feel, how I should feel about this, right? Yeah. So, because it was a lot shorter than the other games, but games, making games right now is much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So... I was a bit on the edge on that, but that was not a bigger sticking point as much as the trailer spoiling things for me. Uh, the other thing too is I, I'm waiting for the DLC to come out already, so I'll get back to you. I will definitely be talking more about it when the DLC comes out. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So overall, I still rate the game no, maybe not as high as the original one but then again it's also it's hard it's definitely i will i'll get a score but it's definitely between six and ten so i'll put it somewhere by next week so okay so from here on out we can go to one of my favorite segments as well now because it gives me an excuse it's to, really fun yeah it gives me an excuse to look up a travel travel itineraries is world tour uh, do you want to take a shot? Yeah. yeah, I'm taking all the shots. So. <laughs> the f- my first... Uh, so I'm in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And it's funny that you mentioned me taking shots because uh, there were harpoon tips discovered in the Democratic Republic of Congo that are more than 90,000 years old, uh, which makes them some of the earliest human instruments ever found, like anywhere. Which is kind of crazy. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, it, it just... It's just fascinating, dude. Like, the amount that humans have, like, evolved is literally an exponential curve, right? It's just, like, for the longest time, we used, like, stone materials. Then we went to, like, bronze, then iron. And then suddenly, Industrial Revolution, the digital age, and nuclear weapons. Like, wow. It, it's like, uh, you know, just a... Um what is it compounded interest it yeah. doesn't look like much in the beginning but wait a little bit and it's like whoa you know i mean the the part about it is because how old did you say that was over ninety thousand years old that is literally nothing in the terms of like the life of the planet or anything oh yeah not at all it's literally nothing but at the same time in the past 10 years, I mean, the iPhone came out in 2009 or 8, and now we have what, wow. like... Way to make me feel old. I know, right? It's like... I mean, the 90,000 years should have made you feel old first. <laughs> <laughs> From 2010 to, like, 2012 was such a good period, at least in my life, in pop culture and stuff. It was nice. Yeah, okay. it's, it's fascinating. Uh, back to pop culture in the Democratic Republic of Congo. So, music is their largest export, apparently. Um, which is very, I guess, a cultural export, I guess. I don't know if it's comparing apples to apples or apples to, you know, minerals here. But um, apparently their, their music is very big and a lot of other 
surrounding African countries listen to it too, um, which is cool. On top of that, because they're uh, a French-speaking country, right? Uh, they were colonized by uh, Belgium. This music is also heard in elsewhere, right? Not just in nearby, which is cool. Thoughts? I guess that's enough. No, have you listened to some of their music? I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Oh. Yeah. Now, now we gotta, you know, if possible, find like a soundtrack and play. I think like what thirty seconds without copyright or credit them. I mean, we I don't mean, make we money can, off. We of can this, do both. So, we yeah, can we credit them and then also, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Dance, do your magic, please. Thank you. <laughs> now, um, on the topic of uh, music and speaking French. Uh, the capital of the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, Kinshasa, I don't know if it's that's how it's pronounced, is the second largest French-speaking country, apparently. Um, I couldn't get a proper census data on how many people live in the country, um, in, in the city. Sorry, I said mm-hmm. country like three times. But it is supposedly the second largest French-speaking city. Really? Yeah, which, in terms of population. Uh, I, I didn't look up. I just assumed it was Paris. But... Yeah, I'm gonna take a shot at being Paris, but I'd be I won't be surprised if it's a a city in Algeria either. Yeah, because Algeria has a lot of French speaking people. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, so we have Kinshasa, which is the capital of the Democratic Republic of Congo, and across from the river, um, one point six kilometers away, we have Brazzaville, which is the capital of the Republic of Congo. Uh, the two are not to be confused. They are separate countries uh, and have slightly separate histories. Of course, they all originated from the Belgium colonization of Africa uh, and from King Leopold killing almost 10 million people in the process of colonizing the area. So, yeah, um, it's cool. Their, their flights are also cool. Very wonderful man, right? King Leopold. He was just, he was straight up a tyrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to defend him. He was just bad throughout. Yeah. Um, another cool thing they have, they're one of the most biodiverse places, even in Africa, because they have the world's second largest rainforest, uh, missing out to you know the Amazon rainforest. Really? And that that surprises it, me because I would have thought that Indonesia would have had that. I'm, no, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you mean the second largest? Yeah, the second. Yeah. Largest. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they are the second largest. And it doesn't only cover the two Congo countries, the Democratic Republic and the Republic of Congo. It also covers, like, uh, Gabon, like three or four other countries, the the forest. Wow, okay. It's pretty big. Um, they have a bunch of gorillas, and some gorillas that can't really be found anywhere other than in Africa are there. They're mountain gorillas, uh, which are the gorillas Joe Rogan talks about, if you ever listen to his podcast. No, He's always like, you know, what if gorillas fought humans? They would, like just wreck her head out in one punch you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know yeah that's what happens when uh you do drugs people don't do drugs like the world another interesting thing uh not quite on the topic of drugs but chemicals um world war ii uranium was taken from belgium to make the atomic bombs in the manhattan uh, project really yeah because apparently they have uranium there Oh, well, I knew that Africa was very much of a mining, like, a rich all of, country. Like, all of our raw resources come from Africa. I was, I'm surprised it's from the Congo. I, I'm sure it's not the only place, but Congo is very mineral rich. 
um, despite having one of the worst uh, GDP per capita in like the world apparently yeah that's uh... yeah I also read they have over like a hundred different ethnic groups inside the country because um, you know how diverse Africa as a continent is it's insane like there's so many cultures it's amazing and because we we follow the mccainian mccainian pro- projection of the world I, i'm mercading yeah we like the size of africa is like very much downplayed in the maps it's massive i think you can fit both the united states and china in it and still have room left over but yeah something like that. i mean you can fit all of europe just in the in like three countries in the north of africa pretty much <laughs> so massive but uh, going on to to one thing that you said about countries being mineral rich, this is just a footnote kind of thing. It's uh, when countries are mineral rich, or when like a lot of the country's wealth is in like raw produce and not in skilled laborers. It's very easy for people to get abused or like people to be poor there. Yeah, it's it's complicated. You know what place is also complicated to find facts about? What? The South Pole. Okay, so I was last last week I was in Seoul, South Korea. So I actually looked up how to end up in the South Pole. So first things first, uh, you have to, I have to somehow from South Korea end up in either Argentina or Chile, uh, Buenos Aires in Argentina and. Putanas uh, Arenas in Chile. So okay. because because those are the two international airports, so those are the two that you can fly into. And from there you need to end up in Usina, Argentina. And this is where I kind of stopped. Because from there you can literally like have a cruise or situations like this. But the reason why I stopped on looking up how to get to Antarctica, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable because uh, on this whole notion that humanity has this entitlement of just visiting, because it's fine when one or two people go, we go there for research, which I'm gonna talk about South Pole, about researching South Poles, but I just wanted to know how do you feel because you can pay, uh, I think like 50K and you can get a trip to the South Pole. and. For me, it just felt a bit, you know, a cheap. bit, not cheap as much as, I don't think the word is cheap. Like, I've, I definitely feel uncomfortable about it, but it's also very, like, humanity's ability to just devaluate everything into the face of, like, I was looking, because, again, the places that I was looking to get a trip to Antarctica had pictures and everything, right? These people were there because they can. Not because they they should, just because they can and just because they wanted, quote unquote, a unique experience, which is okay. I don't know, it just made me feel a little bit, uh, a, it, it, felt, it felt wrong. And I don't want to point out the like the elephant in the room that I'm trying to slowly direct the listeners into. It it starts with C, <laughs> and you just sent me a a private message about that. So, I I don't 
No, I don't. I don't think it's right on the way it can because my issue, my, the issue that I have with this, it's not so much as people going there, but the damage, the damage you do by going there, because you know that there's an environment impact of just getting there, and then the the whole aspect of then people being there and just leaving their shit behind because like you some people don't won't bring all of it back so i don't know it made me feel weird and i didn't feel comfortable sharing with people how you can get to argentina and i think it also has to do with the way that this i think most people know how you can get to argentina i think sorry uh, antarctica antarctica <laughs> yeah like uh i i didn't want to share like i feel like this the way this article was written and everything made me just so uncomfortable so i mean google exists i i'm not holding the our listeners or people to like preventing them from doing it i just didn't want to share that information because i felt like i shouldn't so instead of telling you how to get to Antarctica. I'm going to talk about Antarctica from as close nice, nice. to Antarctica as I can be, which is in Argentina. So the key thing about Antarctica, it's uh, it is official quote unquote. The UN considers it uh uh what it considers um for all of humanity there's a word there's there's a, there's a legal term for it. It belongs to all of humanity just like the moon and space. So there's no country world heritage site, right? Yes. So there's no country that has. Uh, I don't think it's a World Heritage Site. No. I think that uh, something else. But we won't go. We won't get bogged down with the legal okay, stuff. Okay. But uh, so basically, no country has claims to it. But here's a funny thing: is for the UN to get countries to sign that document, uh, they basically said that we are aware of the claims that you've made to Antarctica. We're just going to pretend that you didn't make them, but if you want to say that you own them, we can't do anything about it, in like a nutshell. So there are a bunch of regions of Antarctica that have been claimed by different countries. Uh, the U.S. and Russia don't have, they don't have direct claims on any part of it, but they basically have a, we can claim it in the future ticket. You know, Cold War. But... So that means that the Antarctica, Antarctica is very much of a very research-heavy area. And throughout the year, they have research facilities. And you uh, directed me towards one of them, which we're going to talk about a little bit, which is the icecube.wic.edu. I will link this in the description of this episode. And... It is basically, I again, you will have to take over what they do on the research there, but they have a weekly update thing that they post. They're currently on week 36 at the polls. It's beautiful. The pictures that they send there is beautiful. And this doesn't make me feel as uncomfortable because they're there for the sole reason of research and finding things out about planet Earth. But you know a little bit of what they do, Vinny, so can you take the thing here? Yeah, so uh, the Ice Cube Neutrino Observatory, located in the South Pole, is, as the name says, a neutrino observatory. Uh, and neutrinos are very small particles um, that are very hard to detect. They don't interact in uh, ways that the usual stuff we're used to dealing with interacts, right? So, because, you know, most things, they either emit light or they have a charge that can bend in an electric field, uh, not the neutrino. Um, 
So it's important to learn more about them because some of new physics that we don't know about, like uh, dark matter or even physics just beyond what we know, may uh, lie with the neutrino, understanding the neutrino. So this experiment uh, look has a couple of different goals, right? Uh, and they're trying to, it's a collaboration, so a lot of people are working on it in different groups doing different things. So one, they're just trying to uh, better understand the source of high energy neutrinos, where we know that a lot of neutrinos come from the sun. Uh, they're produced in a process inside the core of the sun and they just shower us every minute. Um, there's also other neutrinos with way more energy that come to Earth and we're trying to identify where it comes from. So that's one of their goals. They're trying to do dark matter searches. So trying to see if we can find any evidence of what dark matter actually is, because we don't know, right? Um, they're also trying to study neutrino oscillations, which again, just trying to understand the neutrino better to point to either what dark matter is or new things. Uh, and they're trying to find a fourth type of neutrino called a stereoneutrino, which is hypothesized to exist, but no one has found yet. So these are all major goals of the observatory, and they would all lead us to new information about how the world works, world works on like the smallest physical scale. That's the pitch for the laboratory. And if, obviously a lot of this could be like way out of your league, uh, like, I mean, it's something that I personally don't even understand, but they do post like pictures and just, it's like a journal that they had the, the weekly updates for them. And it's a lot of fun to read. It's usually short. You can read it in a couple of minutes or so. Not even, like less than a yeah. minute. And pick, oh. even if some people like don't understand the general goal of the uh, thing, I think it suffice to say that it's trying to add to our current understanding of how the world works, right? In terms of physics. And usually what happens and has happened in the past because it's so hard for us to like build this next step and study these things that we don't even know, understand properly yet, we end up developing technology that can be used in the future in other things, not just new physics. So that's one of the really cool things that people don't usually talk about. Like they're learning so much about specific techniques here um, in terms of, well, it will get technical, but things that we can use later in other industries, which is interesting. And now to bring it back to some more fun facts for everyone. So, uh, you like they have had submarines uh, pop out in the North Pole. The reason you can't do that in the South Pole is because the ice, the South Pole is actually there's actual land underneath there. The ice is on top of land, which is one of the key things about global warming and why they're scared about the melting of ice on the South Pole is that if that ice melts, it's actually joining the ocean and increasing water levels compared to the North Pole. Uh, the second thing that's really funny is that the ice in the South Pole weighs so much that it's physically uh, pushing down on the Earth. So there are obviously over millions and millions of years after like quote-unquote if all the ice melted right this is a theoretical situation if all the ice melted uh after a couple millions of years some of these islands would re-emerge because they're no longer under pressure of all that weight the second th another fun fact is while it there are a lot of observatory observatories and research uh, labs in the south pole by multiple different countries the, it is surprisingly hard to still get to this center to this quote-unquote south pole 
and some expedition expeditions have unsuccessfully didn't even make it there and they came back there is one expedition that they made it but they couldn't make it back and they unfortunately passed away so it's fascinating to see that there are still parts of the world that you know i mean a lot of parts of the world that is still very very dangerous for humanity and in a, in a strange way the conclusion i have about the south pole it's beautiful because humans aren't there just like space it fascinates us because it's so deadly to us but with that that's my only my 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 final thoughts on the south pole if you do plan to go there please go there as a researcher not a tourist i don't know how to feel about being a tourist yeah make sure you don't end up in the other pole by accident yeah <laughs> you, that's a big colossal, colossal screw up but that would be pretty funny where are you gonna send me from this from actually argentina you can go anywhere from the from the south pole but that yeah from true. argentina that is true i i refuse to go to the south pole as a tourist so where where's my next destination well give me uh mine first and then i'll tell you so based ha- off of that i had a funny idea of just making you take a boat across the river into another country but I think okay. just, I think you you know because it will still be the Congo, but the Republic of Congo this time instead of the Democratic Republic of Congo. But I think it's time for you to have a whole different uh, scenery change. You know, you've been you've been to Europe, you've been to Africa, you've been a bit into Asia. So how about you say hello to our friends down under? Okay, so Australia. Yes. Is that what you mean? I also have been to New Zealand, by the way. Well, you know what? uh, Let's go to New Zealand, actually. Australia is always the fan favorite. Let's send you to New Zealand. I already went there. Oh, you did? Yeah, because you had literally the same thought. Oh, okay. Oh, I think that was the very first episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well... Uh, Well, How about I send... Memories. Okay, okay, okay. Can I I have a redo over here? Yes, yes. Uh, Can I send you to... I okay. I'm gonna f- type it out for you because <laughs> okay. I don't know how to say it. it's G U Y A N A. Guyana. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna send you because I genuinely did not know this country existed till someone pointed pointed it out to me that they're from there. I was like, wait, what? Oh, you know someone from there. Yeah. I've only ever met someone from uh, French Guiana, not normal Guiana. Yeah, so... Well, the ancestors are from there, not them. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the countries that borders Brazil. Yeah. Should be fun. Well, I actually wanted... I have a specific uh, place in mind for you. Um, I want to send you to Jakarta, Indonesia. <gasps> oh, that's fun. You can talk about language, food, environment, islands. Islands. You know. Also, they are they they are one of the you know they are part of one of those one of the most important uh, sea trading routes. Yeah, you can talk about Islam. Yes, it's the. They got a lot of Muslims there. The, I think they are the biggest uh, Muslim country, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and people like to think that the Middle East is the the strong point of. Uh, Muslims? No, their holy site Mecca is there, but population-wise, I think Jakarta has them beat. Yeah, I mean Indonesian in general, not single-handedly Jakarta. It's the biggest against island. all of the Middle East. Yeah, it's the biggest <laughs> island there. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I would love Ooh, to go there. Yeah. And I'm going to... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to this week's uh, weekly check out. This is our 10th episode. Poppers to that. Yes. I think... I think at this point we've actually made it further than um, our in- the descent into, which yes, which I've- is our flagship, which hasn't gone far yet. Yes, which I mean I've I've been I've meant to write about a, a video about this, but I haven't gotten like you know what I just should just, we'll get I there should, we'll get there I should just start writing by the, by the time by the time this episode comes out you have the video I'll, yeah. I'll hold you to it. Okay, we'll see. I have four weeks yes. that time. The time yes. we'll starts. see you. We'll see you all next week. Uh, we don't know if it's the you from now or the you from the future or what you will be listening, but we'll be here. Mm, yep, and maybe you still have the same hobbies, or you'll be something <laughs> completely different. Hopefully, it's only a week. Mm. But thank you for listening to this week's weekly checkout with your host Vinny and myself. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> I was like, I forgot my name there. Uh, you can you can reach you can contact contact us on our Gmail, which is the weekly check in twenty two at gmail.com. and our Twitter, which is the weekly check two, our Instagram being the weekly check podcast, and our Facebook being the weekly check podcast. And I realized that we should also get a Reddit because that's where I spend ninety percent of my time. So I'll get same. On that's that. the only like social media I use. Yeah, so I'll get on that. Well, okay. see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Checkout with Legit and Vinny. Remember, people, you should always listen to your editor's feedback because you never know what kind of dirt they have on you. Yes, this is a threat, Legit.